Hi, Mountain. Hi, Joni. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. <laughs> Happy Easter, listeners. So welcome back to the Catholic Traveler podcast, the podcast where, well, during Lent, we took you daily to the station churches on a type of virtual pilgrimage. And now Lent is over and we are celebrating. By not, Happy Easter. By not doing a daily podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. So you might have been in withdrawal for the last few days, but we're back on a special Easter Monday edition. So that's a big day here in Italy. Little Easter. Pas- Pasqueta, right? Pasqueta. Yeah, something like that. Bona Pasqueta. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, like growing up, we didn't go to school on Easter Monday, but I think most Americans like go to work on Easter Monday. So it's like a Catholic school holiday, but it's not usually a holiday in America, but it's a holiday in Italy. Yeah, it is. Everything's closed. Grocery stores, everything. I love it. Like it's the joy of Easter is so much that it can't be contained in one day. And that's also when a lot of Italians have their big lunch. So they, we had Easter lunch from Pizza Island. I've talked about that several times, I think. And when we order, they want to know, do you want Easter or like traditional? And I was like, traditional Easter. They're like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All of it. Yeah. Wait, so what's the difference? Like traditional would be like lasagna and Easter would be like lamb? No, no, no. Like traditional, like most Romans would get their food for little Easter. <gasps> I see. So that's, they I mean see. like, the, do you want the traditional day or Sunday Easter? or Monday. And to me, I think, well, Easter is traditional, right? Who's going to yeah. eat a bunch of food on a Monday? They do. Well, now you can have it both. Yeah. Th- yeah. There's a lot of leftovers. It was a lot. So it was delicious. Of Those of us who follow you on Instagram saw pictures. It looked yeah, awesome. It was it was really good. And I ate it. I didn't even eat it like by the course. There were four courses, I think. I just kind of ate it all at the same time. Nice. Yeah. Cuz two different kinds of lamb, is that what I saw? Yeah, one was like breaded and fried, I guess. I didn't eat that one cuz I don't eat bread. And then one was roasted and then we had different types of artichoke with the Jewish style, the Roman style. One was, and then one of the dishes came with like little artichoke chips that were kind of fried, Ooh. but different. And then French fries. I said they were going to be potatoes. I didn't think they'd be French fries, but they were French fries. They're really good French. And we had gnocchi, but not like the potato gnocchi. It's the pasta kind, which oh, is yeah. from the Matricia region, which is where this family's from. So they're flat I really like that. And then what else do we have? We had lasagna, cannelloni, and a bunch of appetizer. Yeah. Yeah. That looked good. Yeah. It was like a whole plate of traditional appetizers. And although we've been here for seven years, I guess we've never done the traditional Easter food. So there were some new things for me. Like It some, looked really good. Yeah. There's like some hard boiled egg that's boiled in sauce or something. I don't even know. I don't oh. know. But it was, it was good. And stuff. they delivered it? No, I picked it up. Oh, you did. They okay. they do deliver, and wow, I just I don't know. I feel weird, like because it's the family that delivers it. You know, and yeah. they're like running because yeah. I see them when I go there, and they're like running out to go deliver people food. I was like, no, I'll just come get it. Yeah, four blocks away or something. Nice. Yeah, I'm super jealous. I'm sure it you had great. good food too. We had our usual breakfast casserole after mass. That's a staple in my household for Christmas and Easter. So. Some mimosas, breakfast casserole, and then we get a Kringle, which is like a Wisconsin thing for those of our Wisconsin listeners. 
we got a Kringle that was like a pastry with cherries. It's very nice. I've never heard of a Kringle. It's because you're not from Wisconsin. Yeah. Christina made. I'm not either, but. <laughs> Christina made cinnamon rolls. Oh, very nice. From scratch. And I had to get up early to like take them out. And I guess. Even though get, you can't eat them? Yeah, I can't eat. But that I can smell sacrificial. them. Oh, they smelled really nice. good. Yeah. So did you have a happy Easter? I did. I did. It's funny. Some Easter's, I think, emotionally hit me more than others. This wasn't super emotional, like Lent is over and Easter's here. And in some ways, I kind of like that where you kind of have to press into the spiritual. Like even if you don't feel it, that doesn't mean it's less of Easter. So I didn't feel it as much, which surprised me because after our Triduum last year, where most of us, well, many of you didn't experience a Triduum, I was in a different um, boat where I was able to go to all the Triduum liturgies because I was working them, but I wasn't able to receive communion, I thought this one would be very powerful. So I don't know. I don't know whether I'm not holy enough this year or what, but (laughs) um, it was still very beautiful to go to all the liturgies. Our churches were very full, which was really good to see um, that people were coming back. So all in all, it was a really good Easter. Here too, all the churches I went by were packed. My kids' scout church, they had it was so full that it was standing room only. And then they had overflow and they're kind of, it's not really a gym, but it's like they're building next to the church. Social hall. Yeah. It's kind of a social hall. Sort of. <laughs> and the church I went to was standing only and it was flowing outside. And this was just all of Holy Week, not just for Easter. Yeah. yeah. And then on my walk home, I passed by some churches and they were awful. So it was good it's to see. Good. Yeah. It's good to see people coming back and being able to experience what we weren't able to experience last year. Yeah, but then I had some people so. comment that they weren't able to get reservations because some people still have to do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's hard. Some countries can't go to church at all. So it is hard because last year, none of us could. Mm-hmm. And now some of us can, yeah. some of us can't. Yeah. I'm sorry for those of you who weren't be able to. And I did I did pray for those people who may not have felt comfortable coming back or who may not have been coming back, have been able to come back. And, um, you know, I just hope by next year, it's a different conversation. Yeah. A friend of mine, uh, Jillian, she lives here in Rome. She says there's a saying in Venice that plagues always last either one Christmas or two Easter's. So oh. this one would be two Easter's and then we'll all be better because of this old Venice proverb or whatever it is. Oh, so by Christmas, better not last two Christmases. I know, then what? <laughs> so Mountain and I are both enjoying a little Easter treat. I'm having an Aperol spritz. I'm having a Verna. Yours is for breakfast though, right? Well, it's, <laughs> you know, it's one thirty. it's two and, you know. I'm kidding. Um, so on Easter, you're allowed to drink all day. Right. So can I talk about my bracket? Yes, please do. Okay, so um, I've mentioned this on a podcast before, but I'm from Indiana. I'm also from a family that really likes to gamble on anything that we can gamble on. So we, growing up, I always had a March Madness bracket, and then I still do. This is the first year I didn't do a March Madness bracket, and I'm kind of sad because it was a really exciting year to do a March Madness bracket. But anyway, um, so I have created... Somebody gave me the idea, I believe my brother-in-law actually gave me the idea to do a station church bracket. So starting today, Monday, on my Instagram, which is joan.m.watson, and my Twitter, which is joni underscore Watson, that's joni with two N's, J-O-A-N-N-I-E underscore Watson, we are going to have a station church bracket. So on Instagram, I'm posting the, the, the four sections 
So like north, south, east, and west for the NCAA bracket, we have four sections <laughs> of 10 churches. And these 10 churches are going to compete for the final four. So by Friday, we'll have the final four and Saturday will be the finals. So I'm excited. The first day today, Monday, we'll have kind of a wild card round with our 10 seeds playing our seven seeds and our eight seeds playing our nine seeds. And then we'll have the first round uh, on Tuesday. So I'm really excited because I think there's some real possibility for some upsets. You know, I was telling people about this and they're like, well, how does it work? And I was like, well, you vote on your favorite church. Like maybe you vote on your favorite church. Maybe you vote on your favorite podcast. Like maybe we did really well on one of our podcasts and we made you fall in love with a church that you weren't expecting. So you might vote for that church. But we have matchups. I've seeded all the churches um, based on a couple different criteria. The four major basilicas are our one seeds, obviously. So um, John Lateran, Mary Major, Paul Said the Walls and St. Peter's are our one seeds. Um, but there's some other qualifications. Um, our two seeds are either like think St. Lawrence is out of the walls because it's a patriarchal basilica. Um, Santa Croce gets a two seed. Santa Sabina gets a two seed because it's the first station church. But anyway, so I went and seeded all the churches. Um, most of the Lorenzos are in a, the same seed. Um, those, those churches that are attached to apostles. So you might think like San Giovanni, like St. John and oil, you might think, well, that's like an eight seed, but no, because it's attached to an apostle. So that's a higher seed. So I spent a lot of time seeding all the churches and we're going to have some really tough matchups. So there's a possibility for some pretty big upsets because I was telling somebody about it and one person said, well, obviously St. Peter's is going to win. And the next person I told about it said, well, obviously Santa Croce is going to win. So it'll be interesting because there's some pretty tough matchups. And I think there's some possibility for some pretty big upsets. So it starts today on my socials. So I'll post in the Instagram stories, I'll post on this story, you'll have the chance to vote. Um, So there'll be a couple church, there'll be, you know, four games to eight games today with the wild card. Um, And then we'll have a few games tomorrow until Saturday when we have the finals. So I'm really excited about it. Does that make sense, Mountain, to somebody who's never done a bracket? Yes, it does. You've put a lot of work into this. I'm excited. Okay. I did. I, I'm really excited. So, you know, some of the some of the seeds are kind of random, but for the most part, I, I thought about how I would seed these churches. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. So get ready. I'm ready. I have my favorites. We'll see. Yeah. And I mean, technically, if you follow me on Instagram and Twitter, you could vote twice. Hmm. So I'm not going not gonna to put that, you know, but... I'm not going to like pay attention to who's voting where. So we'll look at who who wins on Instagram, who wins on Twitter. We'll have a type, you know, I'll calculate the votes. We'll see what happens. Is there a prize for the winner? The church. I'll go visit it. Well, I figure that out. I guess because, you know, <laughs> I, people would. Yeah, you're right. I know. I thought about trying to like distribute the brackets like you would for March Madness and have people mm-hmm. fill it out. Um, but I don't know how to protect people from cheating and you know so i will i will say on instagram um i am going to put the four divisions so if people want to follow along they can see the whole bracket and then each day i'll just put up the churches to have the the poll on instagram and twitter but i will post pictures of the the four brackets so we'll see what happens good so follow me on instagram and twitter if you don't already you don't want to miss it it's gonna be fun all right so now, why don't we talk about our Lenten churches? I'll start. Okay. <laughs> By saying, you know, there are several of the Satan churches I've never been to. And 
I think one that really struck me was Santa Maria Navicella, Dominica, mm-hmm. the Navicella, the boat, the boat. Um, Dominica. Dominica, that's right. Yeah. Not Sunday. Not Sunday, yeah. Yes, Dominica. Our Lady well, that's one thing I think... That's one thing that struck me because I think reading it, I just assumed it was Sunday. Right. Um, and so I didn't know anything about this church. I had never, and I don't know why, but I didn't know this church. I've never seen it. And the boat, so there's also a boat sculpture at the bottom of the Spanish steps called the Navicella, and that's mm-hmm. by Bernini's dad. And so I think hearing about this little boat outside the church and like thinking about how cute the church probably is, I really want to go see it. And it just wasn't even on my radar as a station church. And so that was one thing that I kind of learned or came to appreciate in our podcast. I didn't know anything about this church. And now it's like on the top of my list when I go to Rome, I want to find it. Wow. Well, I'll get you there. Okay. Yeah, for me, it was... see the little boat. Even though I've been to most of these churches and I've written articles about all these churches many years ago, it didn't really hit me until we were recording how connected so many of them are. Like... Yeah. Like Lucina, like she's connected to the San Lorenzo Church, and she's also connected to San Marcello, and then the lady at Santa Maria Domnica. What was her name again? We both had trouble saying like it. Syriaca. Yeah, Syriaca. She was connected to another church, and then a bunch of them were connected to Lawrence, and then I didn't know about the San Sisto. That's where Lawrence met the Pope, and so it's just it's kind of cool how there so many of them are tied together, and I guess. Even though I'd written articles, maybe because that's a different way of doing things. You're just kind of concentrating on the one church and not talking, maybe. It never hit me. So I thought that that was really, um, that was cool. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because I had the same thought about Santa Maria and Dominica. Yeah. That it was connected to another one. You know, these aren't. And I think in a way that reminds us of the body of Christ, right? That we're all connected, even if we don't feel connected, even if we feel separate, especially during the pandemic, we might have felt alone, but that we're all connected. And it's this is our like our family photo album with all the saints and our history. This isn't just someone else's history. This is our history. Right. It's our, our family. Yeah. And I got to see a few new churches this time. Still haven't made it to San Sisto, but the... Uh, San Giovanni Porto Latina, that was new for me. The one across from San Sisto was new, even though it's not a station church. That's one with all those, the wedding church with all the martyrs in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's exciting because I like to check off all my churches on my list. Yeah. And then Is San just, Sisto the only one left? Well, I still haven't been inside Santa Balbina. Oh, Balbina. That's I've right. been to it a few times, but I haven't been inside. I thought there was another one. Um, you said on Tipsy Tuesday that there might be another one, but while you were talking, I went through the list, and I think those two are the only ones. You're right. Yeah, San yeah. Eusebio was one, and I made it to that one. And yeah, maybe that's it. So yeah, I guess I just need to get to uh, San Sisto and inside Santa Bal, and then I'll be done. But yeah, even just being out and going to these churches for videos, I got to see a few other new churches, like the uh, the Russian church. So not the Russian Orthodox, but it's Russian Catholic. And it was the most beautiful liturgy I'd ever heard. I just happened to walk by when it was open on a Sunday. Um, there are a few other churches I went to. I don't remember which ones, but it was just, I mean, it's something I do all the time anyway, go out and explore and go to churches. But it was a little different this time because I was like on my own personal pilgrimage and not just running around Rome taking pictures. That was pretty special. I love it when you discover a new church because 
I remember one particular church you discovered, and both of us had been past the street a million times. We had no idea the church was there. The street is actually named after the church. And just the thought that you've lived in Rome for so long, and I studied in Rome, and we both love Rome, and that you discovered it was the shroud, the church dedicated yeah, to the one. shroud. We had no idea. And then the street is literally named for the church. And Mountain just went down the street and discovered this amazing church. It wasn't during your station church, but it reminded me of that, that that's the beauty of Rome, right? That you're always discovering new things, even when you've lived there for as long as you have. Yeah, that was that was pretty interesting, too, because it was a road I'd never walked down. For those that are familiar with Rome, it's right by San Andrea della Valle. And it's the road that runs perpendicular with that main street there. No, parallel. Parallel with that main street. Parallel to Vittorio Emanuele. Right, right from... Uh, Largo, Argentina. Yeah, my brain is fried after all this. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> from there, it runs straight to the church. And I don't know why. I was like, oh, I'm going to take this road. I was heading back one day. And the church was open. I guess it's only open like in the afternoon, maybe. And I walked in, and there was a nun praying the rosary. That was it. And so I just knelt down. And I was looking around, and I realized that all the artwork was about the shroud, and above the altar there was a shroud. And I was like, "Wow, how did I not know about this church? Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, a really tiny church, maybe like six rows of pews or something, but just beautiful, beautiful art. And it's always nice when you walk into a church and there's somebody in there praying. So, yeah. Yeah. did you try to go there on Holy Thursday because you were in that general area? And I wondered if you were walking no. in that direction. Okay. No. You were in that Largo, Argentina area, and I wondered, I wonder if he's trying to go to the Shroud Church. Yeah. So for the patrons, I did a walking tour of Rome to visit the seven churches for the Altars of Repose. And it didn't go as I planned. I mean, I made it to all the churches. Um, and I mean, I told people ahead of time, like, I don't know what to expect because we're kind of locked down and what's going to be open and all that. But I was shocked at how many churches were closed that are always open. and so. Um, yeah, I didn't want to go down that road because I was already starting to worry, like, am I going to get to seven churches before <laughs> That's true. curfew? That's true. And yeah. and that road, there's no like outlet. like It's a one-way street between those two, so that would have taken off some yeah, time. That makes sense. But yeah, that was a strange walk because it was so dark and quiet, and Holy Thursday is usually, I mean, we talked about this the other day, how much fun it is to walk around and run into people you know all doing the same thing. And I did see some other people out, and the churches that were open had a lot of people in them. But it was just like when we walked by the Pantheon, it was pitch black. Like the street lights weren't even on. It was crazy. Yeah. Like it was weird. It was really fun to follow along, though, and just to see the city at night. It was, it was really fun. So thanks for doing it. Yeah, I know that well, must be really stressful. Like, oh, to I was take super us all stressed. with you <laughs> and then to not know really what, like, what lay ahead. But it was yeah, really I think fun. because at the Pantheon point, I'd only been to three churches and it was already <laughs> like one hour in or something. I was like, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> but I ended up making it to nine, I think. And we did like 90 minutes or something. It worked out. We saw some great churches, but yeah. And my friend David. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. I ran into your seminarian. Yeah. yeah, that was good. Well, nice. Yeah. And then, oh, I also learned about the laurels on church floors. <gasps> I didn't know right. about that. That was new. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't new. It's new to us. It's not new to this church. <laughs> right. So in the past, when I've done the station churches, I've usually gone to the English Mass, the 7 a.m. North American College Mass, which they didn't have this year. And then occasionally I've gone to the later mass, 
But in the future, like if I'm here next year for Lent, I definitely want to go to the five o'clock masses because they looked, I mean, even this year, I just, I didn't go because I was so busy, but they just looked so amazing with the processions because I'd only seen a few of those before. And a lot of them start outside and walk around the block and... Yeah, so I'm look. I'm already looking forward to next Lent. I'm going to sleep a little bit before then, but I'm excited <laughs> to do it again. Yes, it'll be fun. Um, I actually noticed in the Knack Station Church book, which I mentioned before, they did mention the laurel, and they they mentioned that it, it happens at a couple churches in particular that they're noted for that tradition. Um, but I remember when I studied over there, and we went to the the evening masses, like the processions often would take you places that you normally wouldn't go. Like I think at Giovanni o Paolo, we went into this courtyard or we mm. went into this like back area that you normally wouldn't go. And so it is neat to, they get, they get to do a little, a little few other things that maybe the neck guys don't get to do. Yeah. And also the neck choir is really nice. They, cause well, it's not the neck choir. It's just the guys chanting. Guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't realize how many churches like on their station day bring out their the best of the best choir. Oh, and nice. I heard a clip of San Lorenzo and Damaso. And mm-hmm. that's a church I really wanted to go to because it's kind of close, but we were locked down. But I wanted to try to get there for the five o'clock mass. And it was beautiful, the music. I didn't go, but I just I heard a clip of it. So that's on my list next year for five o'clock for sure. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I think that we have a bunch of people interested in coming to Rome for Lent whenever it's possible because there's so many things to see that people yeah. wouldn't normally see, just these churches and the experiences and the crypts that are open. So we yeah. should do a we should do a Lenten pilgrimage. I would love that. Yeah. You know, Mountain and I did an Advent pilgrimage in 2019. And Advent's my favorite liturgical season and it was great because you could really concentrate on some of the things like the crib and some of the things that are related to Advent. But I, the both times I studied in Rome were was during Lent. And so Lent in Rome really holds a special place in my heart with the station churches and so many, you know, whether it's Santa Croce and the Relics of the Passion. So I would love that because I think it's a really beautiful time. The Holy Land, I'm sure, is beautiful in Lent, with goes without saying, but I think it would be really special to do And we could go to the station churches that fell during the pilgrimage. And I would, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Somebody asked me, and I, because we've mentioned a lot of different pilgrimages, like the Roman, you know, (laughs) canon pilgrimage. And so somebody asked on Instagram, are these all going to be on one pilgrimage or do I have to save money from multiple pilgrimages? (laughs) I said, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, I mean, it's, we could do all that in one, really. You could see the the Roman martyrs on just a regular That could be a day. Yeah. I mean, and we talked about this before. We already see some of them just as our absolutely normal yeah. churches. Just but. on a normal, yeah. Yeah. So So anyway, okay. I'm I'm pretty happy with how everything turned out. I am too. Yeah, the podcast we one. didn't miss today. I did miss a few days of videos because of the lockdowns that made it really difficult. Unexpected lockdown, I should mention. Because yes. we were not that wasn't even on the radar for people and then all of a sudden like you can't go outside tomorrow. You did remarkably well under the circumstances, I have to say. Thanks. So, and I've said this too. Like, I mean, we've we've recorded, I think, sixty-one podcasts now. Most of those during Lent, but yeah. I <laughs> I've learned like so much, like with the equipment we use, and I've gone through 
multiple microphones since we started. You already had a good one. And different software. And so that's that's good. That's helpful for the future. So we'd like to thank all of our supporters and those people who've made that possible. <laughs> so if you don't support Mountain, um, check out his Patreon page. And thank you for those who do, because you make things like this possible. Yeah, thanks. And the videos too. Like I... I've edited videos. I've done that for years, but having to do one a day and put it all together, like some of them I didn't finish till like 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. because I was so like lost. But anyway, I think I've gotten a lot Good. better and things are moving quicker. The podcast especially, I've been able to edit it really fast and get it up. So a lot of good came out of this Lint. Yeah. And for those of you who may have started listening to us during Lent, just because we aren't doing a daily podcast doesn't mean that we're stopping the Catholic Traveler podcast. So before Lent, we would podcast and it would be published every Thursday. And so I think we're going to continue to do that unless we do something different, but um, differently. But so don't think that we're done just because like this isn't a farewell episode. This is just a wrap up of the station churches. So we will be back. It's just a wrap up. Because we're not going anywhere. Of this chapter. Exactly. Yeah. And but. for you listening, I'm trying to convince Joni to do more than just one day a week. <laughs> so I want to get a Twitch <laughs> channel and have a live TV show. Oh. Wouldn't that be fun? Why Twitch? And that's where everybody seems to be going. Oh, I thought that was just video games. No. Oh. No. You see that's how behind like, I am. Yeah. It's like people like follow people on Twitch and like watch them for hours. So... I don't know why anybody would want to watch us for hours, but we're going to have to figure out how to do it with two of us in different places, but just watch. But us yeah. There's a lot of possibilities. Clubhouse. Well, we could like, I don't know. Yeah. Just watch us talk about stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Unbox stuff. People do weird things these days. You're wearing a Christmas shirt right now. I don't think you can do that if people are watching. Yeah. People can't watch. <laughs> I just got back from a bike ride. I happen to be wearing a Christmas shirt. Mm. Yeah. People can't watch us right now, but. Okay, so anything else, Joni? I think that's it. I've had a lot of fun, and I'm going to miss podcasting every day, so we'll have, to, we'll have to think of what our next project is. Well, we have to think about like Thursday, too, because we have a new that show too. in a couple of days that will not be about Roman churches. I've yes, already, I've already take... decided that. Okay. <laughs> we're not talking about a Roman church. Sounds good. Anything else? Okay. All anything right. else for you, Mountain? Nope. Okay, well, that's it, listeners. Thanks for tuning in on this special Easter Monday, little Easter edition of the podcast. And we will see you Thursday. Ciao, people. Ciao, ciao.